um, calling the meeting to order. Uh, we've got introductions of members and public attending the event. This would be Eleanor, so we'll have to do that. Hi, I'm Eleanor Levin. I'm here on behalf of the South District Neighborhood Association. Do you need introductions? If you want to. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> okay. I know a few people up there. Julie Seidel Johnson, Director of Parks and Recreation. Uh, Dominic Tonjoli, community or member at large, I think. Yeah, I think so. Whatever's yeah. not the design yeah. arts professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so my name is Andrea Truitt. I am also the at large not design professional <laughs> category. Eddie Boykin, design professional and member since 2019. Scott Silvers, I'm the assistant city engineer for the city of Iowa City. And I'm Wendy Ford, Public Art Coordinator and Economic Development Coordinator. Okay. All the coordinating. So many hats. Okay. You wouldn't know it today, though, would you? <laughs> All right. Do we have public discussion of any item not on the agenda? All right. Here comes Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Oh, I didn't grab a thing. Are you looking for an agenda? Yeah. I don't have an extra one, oh. but if you could share Eddie's cover, that would be great. I'm trying to cut down on photocopies. <laughs> All right, did Steve? we already okay. call it to order? Or? We did yep. consideration of the minutes. You already approved them? No, no not we're, yet. we're there. Oh, okay, are. we are. So. <laughs> That's, yeah, I apologize for being late. Thanks. Um, let's uh, consider the minutes from our last meeting. I'll move approval. Yeah, I thought they looked great. Do I hear a second? Second. Aye. All in favor? Aye. 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 Wendy, are you typing those up yourself? Those are long. I will be. <laughs> I didn't type those up. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we have any members of the public? No. Are you, you are? Okay. Do you wanna, have you already introduced yourself? We did. Okay. Hi. Do we have anything that's not on the agenda to cover? Okay. Um, all right, so then moving on to staff updates. Wendy, okay. do you have? Okay. Um, I do have a handout and I made a copy for everybody of the um, uh, matching fund projects. Okay, that'd be great. I'll keep. Yeah, no, I've got one. Okay. Um, yeah, these are just the matching fund projects and uh, events that we funded. And I put that together in um, preparation for communications assistance on getting the word out. So hopefully we can get a few more people at some of these events. Um, so I won't go over them because you're very familiar with them, but you will see one in here that was uh, from one of our earlier seasons and that is on the second page may 20 and 22 or 20 through 22 is a juggling performance and workshops in public parks by luther bangert who's the juggler um, and so he'll be doing events um, in the parks this spring this may um, but he was approved last year and i think it was due to the pandemic uh, that his events were um, rescheduled to this May um, and then the rest of them um, just give a little bit of an overview of what they are and if they aren't events they're listed at the very end as being 
um, the two mural paintings that start, uh, one on the i business or uh, boxing building and the other on the alley doors uh, downtown by the downtown district. So that's just FYI. And if you can make any of these, um, it would be terrific to uh, mingle and say, hey, you were part of the committee that approved those, those funds. And if you can't, at least you know about them and you can share it, so. Yeah, that's, this is awesome. Thank you for yeah. putting it together. Yeah, certainly. Um, the other thing that I was going to mention um, is the Lucas Farms project um, that uh, is the neighborhood uh, working with an artist, Ben Farrar, who's trying to come up with um, a series of historic signs um, that will indicate you know, historic places in the neighborhood. And he's done an initial concept um, that has not been shared widely with the neighborhood. That's the next step on that. And then, of course, engineering uh, will need to approve of all the locations, et cetera, too there. And the designs, which have started off, let's call it interestingly. So, <laughs> um, and those, so those are the only two things that I was gonna uh, update you on now. There are a lot of things out there cooking, but those are probably the two that are most immediate. Great. Um, do you have anything on the Lucas Farms that of the initial concepts you could share, or is it not to that point? It's really not to that point, okay. and if you saw it, you would probably go, huh? <laughs> so we've asked them to refine that initial concept. It, it uh, you know, for lack of a better description, looked a little like somebody um, was putting a fork in the ground, and, and um, there, so there are tines sticking up, which is kind of a funny look. Don't want anyone to be impaled. Okay. Iowa City's version of Spoon Bridge and Cherry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Forks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got a farm vibe, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the update to Black Hawk Mini Park yeah. project for da Dawson? Uh, talk to Dawson today, who sends his regrets he was not able to come. Uh, to the meeting when I had every indication up until now that he would. Um, so today on the agenda we have two things to vote on. One is to approve the concept and the other is to approve the draft agreement that we would be entering into with him. Uh, but I, I think it might merit some discussion on whether we want to continue entertaining his work in this project, just to make sure. There's been quite a pattern of, um, and several of you have been involved in, in earlier meetings, concept type meetings at Black Hawk Mini Park and other places where he's either not shown or um, needed to make some other arrangements for another reason. So, and we try to do everything we can to send texts and, and make it all happen, but uh, it's been challenging to say the least and we've known this for a while about him so I guess I would suggest you discuss whether or not you want to entertain this concept and an agreement with him yeah because when we talked to him last he said that he would prepare a digital um, like 
pr proof, basically, right? Of, right. Or is that or was he waiting to get our approval before he yeah, did that? Yeah, he was waiting to get your approval to move forward with the concept, with the idea being that you know he would be paid for his initial conceptual work here, and the first installment of three for five thousand total would be sixteen hundred dollars. But in order for him to do more work. Uh, he would, we would enter into the contract first, which would essentially guarantee his other two payments of the same amount. So, did you all see the his initial proposal, the sketch, and kind of the the precedent? There's just that much to it. Is there any other verbiage that's going to be on it, or text, or anything? There would be. There would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he would. This is, I suppose I should have put it up on the, on a PowerPoint, but this was the, the graphic that he showed, and this was um, essentially, you know, the very beginnings of a basic layout where a drawing of Blackhawk would be on the left-hand side, and on the right-hand side would be um, a, a bit about his life, um, who he was, why he was important, and then a bit, and I'm thinking a bit is a paragraph, um, about why Blackhawk Mini Park. What is it about Blackhawk and um, that public space that came together to, to make that and why? Um, and so, you know, uh, Dawson had talked about um, using um, those historical facts, using native language, and you see a bit of that on the, um, on the top. That is the, I, I'm, Understanding that that is how that is Blackhawk's name and the indigenous, and I think it's uh, Saki language. Um, anyway, so yeah, it would be a full interpretive panel, but he hadn't written it yet, and this is all we had at our uh, at our meeting with him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I, my personal, I was a little surprised how kind of sterile it felt like just a stainless steel like thing sign on a podium but the budget is really small so I don't know how much and I don't know Dawson's like sculptural like I don't know this is very kind of literal of the you know it's less art and more like a historical marker sign you know I don't know but is that maybe that's fine what do you guys think Is there, in terms of like more, are there locations for things other than like a panel? I, thinking about that space and like, right, the, where the original mural was, the, the building owners put in those windows and like didn't want painting on that wall. Is, like, you know, like in terms of identifying what is possible in the space. Yeah, the committee, the committee met a couple of times with uh, Scott, who was there, with the downtown district who was there, because they do a lot of programming in that space. Um, uh, Parks was not there at those uh, meetings. So it was engineering, downtown district, staff, a couple staff people, and uh, let's see, Steve, Eddie, Andrea. I think that those were the three. Hi, how are you? I'm Anita. Anita. Guess what? You get Hi. to sit up into dais. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hang on one second. 
Sorry, Al. Oh, you're fine. A little jet lagged. Oh. Um, Anita is our. Let, let me just pause on the Dawson Davenport thing, and um, I, we can introduce Anita and pronounce your last name for us. Um, Jung. It is Jung. Okay, Anita Jung is the newly appointed um, committee member uh, by the uh, by the council. So welcome. I'm Wendy Ford and the staff liaison to the, um, to the committee and it'd probably be good to do introductions again, I would think. So my name is Scott Silvers. I'm the assistant city engineer. I'm actually filling in for Ron Kanucki who ordinarily sits on this. Uh, he's our public works director. I'm Steve Miller and I'm currently the chair of the committee and uh, an architect in town. Hi, Eddie Boykin, uh, committee member since 2019. Uh, Andrea Truitt, I'm the um, vice person, what, the chair, <laughs> vice chair, I think we used, I don't know, we've been throwing around president, chair, things, um, and this is, uh, I think, my fourth year on the committee. So. I'm Dominic Dongilli, I'm a member at large, uh, I've been on the committee since 2020. I'm Julie Seidel Johnson. I'm the Parks and Recreation Director for the city, and I've been on the committee now six years, I think, since I got here. So, yeah, Anita, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm an artist, and I'm a professor at the university. I teach in the printmaking area, and I'm currently on a Fulbright to India, but I have a Flex Fulbright, so I got back Tuesday, and here I am. Awesome. <laughs> well, welcome. Yeah. Glad you're with us. Okay, so um, we were on the um, agenda item of discussing um, the Blackhawk Mini Park uh, concept, and uh, we I think we had described that we had met with um, with Dawson at the park and uh, in discussing, and I think the question was, were there other locations that were discussed for? Um, artwork and other kinds of artwork perhaps yeah. and uh, there were several locations were discussed early on it was freezing cold maybe December um, and, uh, and then Dawson had some time to think about it I think we might have met once again in the interim and then a couple of weeks ago when he proposed what you had seen in the packet there the um, the interpretive panel in the uh, in the west sort of branch of an L-shaped planner that is butt up against the artisans gallery building, um, and so uh, that was the concept that he has presented after you know knowing what was possible, looking at the budget, seeing the spaces, and that sort of thing. I mean. I was just going to say, I, would, I mean, I'm, uh, I know, so like Black Hawk's autobiography was the first Native American autobiography in English, and like there's a long tradition of printing and these like print front plates of portraits of Native Americans. So I, w I was interested in hearing more about the concept. In my mind, that's like where my mind went in terms of like what is this invoking? And it made me think about like the history of print culture and mm. like Native American representation as community figures within like the English speaking world. Uh, 
so that's where that's where my mind went. So I was interested in saying like where because there are different portraits by different people of Blackhawk. So like where, how he chose his representation and things. So that's where my mind went. Well, I was just going to say. I mean, as we've talked about, given the budget and given also the spatial constraints of, so much happens in the Ped Mall and the Blackhawk Mini Park by the downtown district. It it sort of feels like in that to do something in Blackhawk Mini Park means that you're already a bit constrained on what you can do in the space. So I feel like given that and then the budget um, that an interpretive panel or something more flat um, was a reasonable, I think, um, a reasonable object. You know, it, it is out of the way um, fairly. I don't mean remote, but it's not, you know, on the pavement. It doesn't, it won't have to work around or have things, um, other objects or tables, you know, um, around it. And I think there is something nice about an interpretive panel in some sense, but I do see, you know, but it's an interpretive panel, you know, I don't know. Um, but it seemed reasonable given the constraints of space and I think budget. Um, that it, it's taking the form of a panel. Um, but. I think my concern would be his ability to deliver at this point, if, if it's been this much work to get to this type of sketch. Um, if we truly wanted the, the interpretive panel, the 5,000 would, you know, that's about the cost of what it takes for most of these interpretive panels that we do anywhere. So. He's, I'm not sure his budget is accurate either, to be honest with you. But um, I just wonder if we're going to keep going and he's not going to ever deliver if he hasn't been able to do more than what we have here, mm -hmm. I thought. Does he have a track record of delivering anything of this kind of scale to the city before? Not that I'm or aware. I don't think to the city. Mm -mm. I know Dawson. Yeah? <laughs> um, he was a student of mine. Um, he's a leader in his community. Um, so he's, he's very, very invested and busy with tribal matters. Um, he does have time issues, um, deadline issues. He does. I mean, but um, I, you know, I think this could be really beautiful. I'm, I'm wondering about some of the text. Uh, there's a lot of space in here. Um, and you know, and I know you don't want something reading heavy or saturated, but I do think it could be interesting. I, you know, I've really loved the book projects. On I live by Willow Creek, and I like reading the books and things. And you know, but some kind of an invitation for a contemplative walk in this park or something. Just maybe something with a little bit of, you know, just not not instructive but guided. You know, mm -hmm. a consideration of of Black Hawk. You know, I love that. You know, he has the name and he has the pronunciation, um, but maybe just a very, very small sentence or two about the importance of this figure um, and an invitation to consider that, you know, that this park has been named after this person. Um, but once he delivers the design, isn't this going to be outsourced and fabricated? He would make it as well. He, yeah, he was saying that he would 
uh, to create the all the stuff digitally and get it printed by someone who can print on stainless and then but he would fabricate like weld the stainless post to it and fabricate it all himself okay but i it, i mean i don't know we should probably do a price check with uh like a sign company that or i mean you said we've done a, additional I, I usually i would typically budget five thousand for a sign yeah. like this just to have a side company design it and make it. it install yeah. it the whole so and, and it seems like you know the sign for um the park below um you know the river landing i mean all the, like a lot of that has safety stuff it just can't be what whatever it has to be pretty substantial and as far as the construction of it you're saying yeah yeah handle a skateboarder <laughs> lots of people it's gonna be right at but you know people are gonna lean on it for sure <laughs> um could we would it be possible to kind of revise i mean i we i think we've made clear kind of through past meetings similarly anita what you have have mentioned that like truly committing to amidst this broader like climate of contributing explicitly funds to BIPOC artists and like creatives that have meaningful connections and track records of like leadership, um, sticking to that, uh, yeah, sticking to that. Um, would it be possible to think in terms of like shifting the role into like a bit of a consultant which is like he has provided initial concept, but if you could like provide the digital design and then pursuing fabrication like via the action of this, removing some of that responsibility mm. um, and being able to say that this was, I mean, and not to say like cheaply or um, unethically or kind of insincerely that like designed and conceptualized by Doss and Davenport, but remove some of that logistical deadline-based work I wonder off take that off of his plate that's interesting I I wonder how he would react like if that would be a relief to him or if like the fabrication of it is something he was excited about or something you yeah. know I don't I don't know I him well enough a, to a good conversation to have with him yeah. you know the drawing is beautiful and and he would probably want to oversee whoever's going to be etching that into the into mm -hmm the metal that it's going to be made from but um, unless he had a, a plan for the stand it just seems like he's it's just going to be a stand and he did talk about like doing some kind of tribal pattern he had some yeah. patterns about that on the legs yep. but once we got it out there you know the legs are going to be quite short so i don't know if yeah because that that planner sticks up quite a ways and so to get it at that that right level the legs are only going to be I don't know, maybe a foot? Yeah, between one and two feet, probably. So what I would say to him, if I were talking to him, is why not make a frame with those tribal designs and then have the, the Blackhawk mini park, and I really love these birds, you know, and just have that kind of fit within the, the tribal thing, you know, and, and just right. have that work with the fabricator to do that. That's making me hit on the idea of um, like 19th century frames and having very ornate frames, which is a little bit different than the frontispiece and the printmaking, but um, I don't know, it sort of fits with that time, but I really, I really like that um, suggestion of doing more of a, f a frame, you know, 
to really work in the pattern versus something to be mostly hidden. I know, and then it's little stubby legs. Right. Right. So could I suggest that we try to have, that when you make contact with him one more time and with some of these ideas and suggestions that we, we give him one more month and we reconsider it next month at the meeting and if we don't have any drawings or any forward motion on it, then maybe it's a different decision at that point? Is that? Yeah, I mean, could we approve the basic concept and say we really need like a digital draft mm -hmm. by next month and yeah the the only thing that I wonder about now is so our budget is only five thousand dollars if we were going to suggest that he um, right. that, that he's only the he only has the design role and not the fabrication role then his fee would go down as well and I'm assuming right. or we would have to come up with yeah. money for the fabrication of the thing as well exactly um, I, I imagine he could do it for that. It's just he's not making much money by the time you buy s materials. And yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, I would wonder if we could sort of um, think about uh, maybe redrafting or thinking about the agreement differently as, you know, maybe presenting as following on the same path, but then also perhaps as designer, um, mm -hmm. designer consultant and having having some of those steps maybe laid out. Um, I know that's an extra draft or an extra sort of con contract. Oh, that's um, doable. Draft, but yeah, we do that all the time. I, <laughs> I know, but you, you've got a lot, a whole lot, a whole lot. I always, yeah, I always feel bad like showing up once a month and being like, what about this? What about that? Yeah, but I'm sort of wondering if it is, you know, being I mean, able if we to presented... sort of split the different as in two different manners, but then mm -hmm. yes, it's a little less money, but perhaps, but then, you know, there could be, you know, it's not just all going to design and fabrication. Um, but then that might, it might be able to split the difference between getting what, you know, getting the project to where we need it to then perhaps then say, okay, well, maybe, maybe we can allocate funds as the, as the committee towards the fabrication portion of that and maybe think about that as we do a new fiscal year I don't know mm hmm yeah certainly seems worth a conversation with him um, to see if he might bite on that idea and then we could figure out we could we can figure out how the um, the financial part of it works for his part worry only to do the art um, or you know it would stay the same I'm sure if he fabricated, designed and fabricated the whole thing. Right. See, see where that takes us. It probably puts getting it done out of reach for this summer, I think, uh, possibly. Sure, but, sure. But I think that sounds completely doable. I mean, and it, again, Anita, this is so awesome. Like, this is your first meeting, and all of this, it's like, oh, this is so, this like, is what I do. you just hop <laughs> yeah, right on in. I do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a former student of mine. Let's, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful drawing. I love the birds, and I think, you know, there's enough space. There's enough to the, like, the, the tribal border, and it's really, you know, it's really nice. I think it wouldn't yeah. take him much time, and taking that fabrication off his plate might, might make it possible to, 
to get done. But I have no idea the costs of these. Right. Do you, does that seem like something we should look into? Like, does this, Julie, when you guys do those, do you always go through the same people, or do you bid it out? Or um, there's a there's a couple choices, but yeah, um, that we would do. So it would be possible if he provided us with um, artwork electronically yeah. and have it fabricated from that point. Um, but you think it'd be pretty much five thousand, yeah. <laughs> so we would need to find additional mm -hmm. money in our budget. I, I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I would budget uh, for. I agree. No, that it makes feels, sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's approach Dawson first, see if he bites on that. Then we'll see if there's a way we can make it work somehow budgetarily. We might be able to. Do we want to vote to approve the concept? Probably should. Then that way he can say yes, and, and then there's no delay in getting the digital mm -hmm. draft started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make a motion about that. Motion to approve Dawson's concept. I'll second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 And then do we also want to approve the draft agreement? That would. That would work in the case that he were to going want to, to do the fabrication. Yeah. 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 I think we need to wait until wait we on have that one. Yeah. Yeah, I would vote to wait. Okay. But does he? I mean, based on what we talked about when we met with him last, he's expecting payment once we approve the first payment once we approve the concept, right? Um, I I don't think. Necessarily, I mean, if okay. things were, if the world was perfect, yes, but he understands the world is not perfect and he's let us down a few times and that maybe the committee wasn't going to approve the concept. Um, but now that the committee is, let's take that step forward. I agree, wait on the, um, on the contract as we wait to figure out what he how he wants to do that if he wants to fabricate it or not and if he does then i think we owe him the first tranche of the funding yeah. i was gonna yeah i was gonna say looking at the contract it sounds like the digital proof of concept is the preliminary or is like the proposal is like that first stage and then it's like actual well i guess progress based on fabrication well, it was actually today was going to be the preliminary review of uh, the concept using just his drawing that was in the packet and the images that would sort of show the size and scope of the interpretive panel. So that was going to be today approval, and that alone would would trigger the first payment of 16, 67, 67 basically. Then the the next payment wouldn't be due until after he submitted the electronic copies for fabrication and then when the whole thing was complete he would get the final but, but you feel like he'll with approved with our approval of the concept he'll be fine working towards the draft in for the next month until our next meeting or I can't say Steve <laughs> I, I hate to uh, 
I hate to make a commitment for somebody. Yeah. I mean, just I, my sense of him is he's not obviously doing this for the money. He's like yeah. doing it because he loves it and right. he cares about the subject matter. So, um, but I, I want to be respectful of his time mm -hmm. and stuff. So, mm -hmm. if whatever, like if he's like no big deal, I can keep working on it. I know you'll pay eventually, and it's mm -hmm. not about timing of it. Then great, but yeah. I guess my question would be: if we took over the fabrication, would we pay him any more than the first payment? I almost feel like it could perhaps be split into something where there's the initial payment from the approval, but then maybe a second one for the full digital, but not in the same amount as obviously the 5,000. Yeah. Um, I, I was in my head, I was just thinking, you know, could it be split into like, if, if he were amenable to the designer kind of consultant role, could that be, you know, two payments of 1500 and so it would be a total of 3000 perhaps or if you know he would want to continue with full fabrication and then continue on this the you know 5000 path or something like that um, but i suppose then it would be what would the initial payment be depending on what you know which path might work best for Dawson yeah, I, I really don't think we should approve a contract without him being here as he promised yeah. for a meeting. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I really think we should hold off on the overall contract till we have answers to those questions and, and could talk about it next month. Sure, yeah. Right, so yeah, we'll, we'll have talked to him. We can restructure the payments and the amounts basically based on a conversation with him if we want to. Yeah. Um, Okay, so concept approved. Leave the contract until we know which way we're going to go with yeah. them. Okay. And so I don't think you even need to vote on the contract. Just let it. Well, postpone yeah. that. Okay. Anything else on the Blackhawk Mini Park, or should we move on to South District? Um, I think we can move on. I yeah. Feel like it's your show, Eleanor. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, say, so. okay. Um, well, this is Eleanor Levin. Levin. Levin, sorry. Um, and Eleanor is uh, uh, one of the leaders um, of the South District neighborhood um, who have come up with an idea of creating bus stop benches, um, having two of those. Uh, and let me back up just a little bit. This was the uh, the neighborhood art project, which was budgeted $12,000. So we met with the, the group. The group narrowed down some really neat ideas to, um, to one that seemed doable and seemed as though it could fit within the $12,000 budget. And that was to create two, uh, to have two benches created and not just painted regular benches, but have two benches designed and created by um, artists, ideally from the neighborhood. Each of the two artists, one each for each bench, um, would receive $5,000 that would have to cover their materials and time and, and costs for um, the design and fabrication of the bench. And the idea was to, um, in, in a way, to sort of groom other artists and potentially grow the project would be to have a mentor assist 
young and or emerging artists in their projects. And these mentors would be um, assigned, it might be one mentor for both or one each, uh, would be assigned to uh, help advise and uh, be there for the artists chosen to do these benches um, and give them uh, sort of background uh, knowledge, courage even to perhaps grow into a mentorship role on their own and uh, help other artists into the future um, and build that program as well. So um, that was the gist of it, I think, but Eleanor, feel free to expand. I'll just, I'll just say a little bit about kind of, it was an interesting process because essentially um, we started out by just asking for gathering public comment on what people wanted to see, what arts they thought were lacking in the neighborhood, and it was all over the board. So of course that's where our conversation started with this group, and our conversation ranged from cultural dance to, mur to murals to placemaking and signage to, yeah, it ranged the gamut. Um, but what we kept coming back to was a couple of things. And one was that there's a challenge for new artists to figure out how to work within the systems that are in place to get paid to make their art. Um, and so that was something that as the discussion developed, it was kind of fascinating to see this mentorship idea keep coming back around. Um, and that's where the, the real hub of we wanted, we, we settled on, you know, a lot of the ideas initially were pretty grandiose, completely out of the, some of them completely out of the realm of realism, um, but settling on this fairly realistic notion of the two bus benches um, at both at locations that do not currently have seating, um, both at, at locations that are in the South District, um, one at Keokuk and uh, Hine, or sorry, Keokuk and Southgate, right by the current Dream City, used to be the Kingdom Center, and the other at Highway 6 and Hines Road. Um, and those two locations being places where there is currently nowhere to sit, um, but, w but are fairly well used stops in the district. Um, so not only having these functional products come out of the project, but also have this growth in terms of institutional knowledge of artists within the district. And not necessarily saying that the artists have to be district residents, but the other thing that kind of kept coming back up in the conversation was wanting to push for something that would highlight the character of the South District. The fact that the South District is the most diverse part of Iowa City in terms of race, in terms of um, language, in terms of cultural background, um, including this sort of spirit of community that the, that the South District has really been able to prove itself for over the past four years that we've worked so hard to show and to demonstrate over and over time and time again. Um, there's, a, there's a quote in the RFQ that I love that says, we can imagine neighbors saying, I'll meet you at the insert descriptor, like the rainbow bus stop bench or the dragon bus stop bench or the pyramid bus stop bench. The goal is to have these be functional landmarks in the neighborhood, things that people can, you know, things that could be Pokestops, basic. That was one thing that somebody kind of brought up. I don't know if that's a reference that 
make sense to the committee members, but things that people will notice and love and not um, to overcome some of that, the same stuff that the South District SMID is working to overcome, some of the industrial nature of the South District when you look at it from Highway 6. When you look at, uh, at the South District from Highway 6, essentially you see Taco Bell. And you see Midwest One, which is beautiful, but it's a bang. Um, <laughs> so those are the things that we really were focused in on was those two things, the character of what we wanted and that building of institutional knowledge so that more people know how the process works and, and don't feel intimidated by the possibility of putting their art out there in the community. This is an arts community and we wanted to be part of getting more people involved in that. I think that's all I have to say. Okay, and then the, the process would be um, that we would put out uh, a request for qualifications, and you had that in your packet. Um, those applications to be the artist who gets to do the benches would come in the, the same online portal that we accept applications for any of our art projects. And then uh, my assumption, and we can talk about this part of the process, is that um, the committee would be responsible for choosing the artist and yes. and would somebody from the South District neighborhood group want to be in on those discussions? I, I think yes, that is, we were hoping that y'all would be the ones to actually select the artists in terms, with hopefully some um, input from the, the informal committee that gathered to come up with this idea, but um, you have more experience in terms of just looking at RFQ submissions and seeing is this something realistic to these people, you know, does this, is this going to work? Um, and so I think we would definitely appreciate the mm -hmm. committee's um, so comments I, on that. Yeah, so right, and, and I would too, actually, this being the first RFQ that I've put out and one that is that's got these two twists to it. One is it's for a neighborhood, and so uh, the neighborhood should have a significant role in, in at, at least my thought process of choosing, you know, they've chosen the concept then of choosing the art. So uh, having somebody from the committee be a part of the discussions that chose that artist seemed to make sense. Um, and then the other complication of it being um, the assignment of a mentor for the artists who are chosen. And that's part of the process that might be well done after the artists are chosen when we know who they are so that we can um, find someone well suited. Find someone well suited, right. And we had talked about whether that would be a separate RFQ or what exactly that process would look like. Yeah, yeah. And so, if, as you recall, there was a $12,000 budget, 5,000 uh, would go towards each bench uh, to, to, to the artists who would have to get the bench built and installed for that. There would be $2,000 remaining, which could be used for installing concrete pads if needed, or a pad, one is needed. One of the locations needs a pad. Yeah, and or stipend for the mentor artist but we didn't put dollar amounts on those because we don't have them yet. Yeah. So that's your concept and the 
and the RFQ kind of together? So I, I did look at the RFQ. I don't have a packet, and I did not bring my laptop, so I'm laughing when I say this. Yeah, I'm sure. looking at it on my phone here, too. I, but I would be curious to see if we could uh, sort of, yes, we're using the um, um, oh, online application system that we, you know, we would use for this. But I would wondering if we could just sort of first of all take it to the committee that you've had who kind of put this together to, to winnow things into a concept and a potential RFQ. But if being able to at least, it sounds like, um, run the applications through through our application system and then could we sort of then say okay neighborhood art rfq committee um just kind of to say hey you know either disseminate i'd leave that up to you and your colleagues and neighbors um to then come back to, hey we've got these applications we kind of like these for the most part and then bring it back to the public art so there's a little bit more aesthetic control and i feel like it should go for the aesthetic control first of what might be best suited or visually aesthetically you know and then sort of be able to say okay bring it back to the committee to then say well here's what we're seeing or maybe what we're not seeing that we might need to see I mean, I was um, thinking more of like realism check first, then aesthetic check. I but see. I, th I think it could go either. Way. I don't know. I'm just sort of. I mean, this is something that you know. For me, these benches will be in your neighborhood, and so to sort of. I've, One of them will be a block from my house. But I also feel like there's. For me personally, I sort of have to have the aesthetic grab first, and then so it's wanting to make sure that that is something. Um, I think that the members that is the, vetted the first by you. Came together to come up with this concept would be more than happy to look at concepts if that's what you're if that's I what you're sort doing. of like the idea of it going you know applications are had gathered they go back to you you know in the group and then to say we kind of like these and then to kind of come to the committee I really I have kind of three three concerns or questions topics I really think that for your budget I would suggest you concentrate on one instead of two. I just feel like we're going to be in the same boat we are with what we just talked about, trying to do two benches at $5,000 each. And I, I'm really concerned about the type of materials you might get for that kind of a budget. So I would say that would be one suggestion is look at the budget and it seems to me like it getting one bench and and maybe it's more of a not just a bench but a sense of place at that point so maybe it's just a little bit bigger than just the bench but it's at mm. one site instead of two um we would want to include in the it, it needs to be accessible and, and and scott can jump in on more on the engineering part of it uh, the heights and all of that because in the end it's this on city property for city purpose and then finally, back to the materials, knowing that it's probably my staff that will have to maintain it after several years. I, I really want to um, encourage use of sustainable and, and long-term materials. For the $5,000 bench, I could see, for instance, getting an artist who wanted to chainsaw uh, a log, which could be artistic, could fit your what you're thinking quite well. 
but has like a two-year lifespan. So, or maybe maybe a little longer. It might be, but that's the other part. That that's another reason to maybe go for the higher budget and one bench and get a really good successful first one done, and then look at growing that project. Um, about five or six years ago, when I first started, we actually did a, a grant application for a Play Everywhere grant that included fun bus stops and had quite a few different concepts that I can get you. Uh, we came really close, but we didn't get the money at that time. But and How much were, was budgeted a, for each bus stop? Well, that was a whole, a whole bus um, structure, structure and everything. With the roof. Yeah, so, so, yeah. I, I would say just budgetarily, I think Marsha gave most of the guidance on that that was not I mean I I don't think anyone who came together in our committee felt confident on but the the range that we were suggested was that some that it was unlikely that we would be able to do more than two but that two seemed reasonable but a plain black park bench out there is fifteen hundred dollars so having that with art you know the artistic part and of it if, built if on you had someone that build that plain plaque custom <laughs> by, hand. Yeah. by hand it would be three times that much right so <laughs> i that, was that's my my big concern yeah i wanted to mirror that just that one the accessibility requirements um also knowing that i mean it's a lot for an emerging artist to like construct a bench and we also just had the bench in I don't, the park that the mural the mosaic benches in the park that were falling apart and sending glass shards every time they mowed the lawn um so wondering if with all those things if it could be something i love the idea of bus stop art but like a prefabricated bench that then the artist somehow decorated augmented made their own versus like starting from scratch to construct writ large yes. i think that's that, a that's a big task for an emerging artist and i think it also just removes a lot of the sustainability accessibility yeah I, that's kind of what i was thinking I, I have in my mind the benchmark benches that were done in the in the ped mall maybe something similar to that where but i will say there was a distinct distaste for the amongst the committee for the suggestion of doing anything that was like basically the downtown benches. It, there was a definite pushback to the idea of anything that would look like well, it was incorporated with the downtown. I want to say like building on that. So if you're familiar with the black park benches that we have out at a lot of the different parks. So the, that bench comes with, you could just get the, the seat part of it without the back. And you could give them, to, give each artist that to start with as okay. their basis and then then because okay. then whatever they were building around it for structure or whatever wouldn't be the structure that people are either sitting on or that is the substantial part and you might be closer to five thousand dollars if you did something like that yeah um, so the artist are you saying the artist would design the back of the bench into they would whatever design, like whatever. i would yeah. like you could around it, you okay. could do whatever you wanted around it just in the end you would make it so that people sit on that basic part of the bench Okay. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out as an idea. I, I, I kind of share your committee's uh, like knee-jerk uh, bad reaction to like just taking a prefabricated thing. Like it takes away most of the artistry from it. I feel like I don't know. From well, it could be so much like as far as placemaking. You know, it's like it's not just a painted bench or like a decorated bench. You know, I think there's such a the 
but I do like my mind was going where Julie's first comment was, is like, it's hard to do that kind of, have that kind of ambition with five thousand bucks for a bench. So, I think if you wanted to make it all custom and it's all like this artistic, custom place making bench thing, then it feels like the budget's just too small. Well, I think along those lines, you know, we just, as a city, you know, with these benches being located in public right away, we need to make sure they're safe too. I, based on that, I would actually recommend having a mentor first, like approaching somebody who has the expertise to build a safe um, bench to statistics okay. and um, have them so that they can kind of look ahead to who they might be. That's a good idea. Okay. Collaborating with in many ways or who they might be mentoring you know, so that we're not picking some idea that's so far out there that all that mentor is going to be doing is reeling back in the artist, which is not mentoring. It's, and I'm, you know, that's not like what a mentor wants to do. So I think having them involved in, in the beginning and in the selection and in sort of giving some criteria and guidance of materials. I mean, because, you know, yeah. I could see an artist going out and getting a bunch of MDF board and just, you know, but it's not going to last. Yeah, no. It's going to look great, but it's just, you know. Which then one artist we had some success with is Kara, um, who, uh, what's that? I can't remember. Oh, Briggs Farmer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. who's done the metal work out yeah. in a couple of our different parks, a couple of really nice sculptural projects. And someone like that could be a really good mentor. And, and I would have confidence that she could come up with the the actual structure take the idea and make it into a structure that was serviceable and safe and all of those things so that might be but, one way to and when you're talking about a younger artist are you talking like a high school student or undergraduate student i mean i can't speak for any of for, I, we, I guess we didn't put numbers on it i was not picturing someone who's not an adult i was picturing an adult um but i guess we did not put numbers on it in our meeting um I think it was more, we were discussing, there was a lot of discussion that came up, because I'll put it this way, I'm a theater artist. So my role on the committee was mostly like keeping things moving and taking notes. Most of the other people there represented visual or visual artists. Um, and a lot of it was, it is hard for people to get started in applying for arts grants, working with like RFQs, sourcing materials, those kinds of things, it would be good for people to learn to have somebody to go to when they have questions, to, like to have someone assigned to them. So then I'm kind of wondering if almost the request for quality. But, but not thinking like, but a kid needs this. It was more like, no, adult artists still need sure. somebody. Think. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, I was just sort of wondering then if the first place to start with the request for qualifications would really be sort of a request for a mentor. You know, and sort of thinking about yeah. maybe maybe starting with the mentor or someone that um, that could be trusted, and then to sort of have start there, and then maybe work the next step. Um, yeah, I was I was wondering that too. Like the mentor, if you had a good mentor, I don't know if it's Kara or someone you already know. If you had someone in mind, but they could help craft even the RFP, and you know, like they they could make help hone, you know, the budget per bench and well, 
I don't but know. It almost like, seems like all those conversations have to help, have to have to happen before the bench is selected. So, you know, this this mentor might be. I mean, I don't know how many submissions you normally would get for something. Four or five usually. So this mentor would then be to all the submissions getting them up to the standard of being able to put forth a proposal. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Right? I mean, because it, that would be, yeah, that would that be. That has to be in a proposal. That How much great. does this cost? How do you, where are you getting these materials? Like, right. that's part of that proposal. Because, hmm. yeah. yeah, I was either thinking like that or have like, you know, it's finding the right mentor for this overall project. And then maybe it's, again, the mentor being able to say, well, here's not the idea, but then like, here's what kind of material will work for the bench, you know, for this project, et cetera, and sort of where it's like almost the RFQ skeleton is made by the mentor and then from there being able to kind of branch out and into finding um, the emerging artist. I don't know. And, and, and teaching them yeah. to come up with these, you know, like where this stuff, you know, it's just not pulled from the ether, it's like, there's yeah, pragmatic, systemic, you know, kind of way of approaching it. Like coming up with, you know, with a, a, a proof of your, your idea and how do you do that? Probably end up needing to pay your mentor yeah. probably a little more than we had in mind. But if you're only going to do one bench, then you've got a little more to work with as well. Do, do you think they'll be strong? Um, resistance to the idea of like increasing the budget and doing one per bench and just doing focusing on one or <laughs> <laughs> it was discussed everything was discussed <laughs> um, I feel quite certain there will be at least one person in strong opposition to it because there was a definite goal of creating more than one opportunity. But at the same time, if we also kept coming back to we want this to be realistic. We want this to be, we, d we don't want to create something that's then not going to last or not going to um, I mean, live up to the idea that we had in our heads. But then I, I would almost say that if you, if you had like a really successful bench and a really successful project, right? that then that's already proof for a portfolio for other, you know, funding that you might apply for, or, you know, is it coming back for other city funds in some way, or the, um, I can't remember what you called it, the, was it the play? Everywhere grant, that was a one-time thing. Oh, okay, okay, but if that would be, like, you'd have this real jewel, right, to then kind of um, work on for a potential, we've done this, we've done it this way for other investors, or, um, grants, I don't know. Well, you would have a proof of ideation, and then you can go to the Arts Council. You can you can open up other funding streams. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest, and I'll, I will be amazed if this ad hoc group that's been meeting about this bench ever meets again <laughs> after this project. Has we literally came together because this money existed, uh. and. Um, my leadership has, of this group has been only because someone needed to make sure it happened because it would, be, it would have been a waste of this incredible gift that y'all <laughs> decided to make if it hadn't happened. That's funny. Um, so well, I love, I truly. The, the, the I, I'm trying just to be realistic in terms yeah. of we are not necessarily seeing this as something that springboards to future okay. projects. 
fun. Which I think was part of the planning was that trying to make this mean as much as possible. But but there was definitely an, an urge to be realistic and to have something come out of it that was the best possible product that it could be. So I'm taking your suggestion. But just as opportunity can help build and bring together community, a success can do the same thing. And so that could be motivation then to get that second bench made. And it could even be the same artist then would yeah. be able to go forward and say, you know, and with the mentor and, and you know, it's, you have an alternate bench or, you know, other, or another person that had applied and gotten close, maybe then they could take that idea elsewhere too. What, <clears throat> was there anyone on the committee that has a pulse on kind of who mentors could be that might be from the neighborhood or um, I, I, I got invested? the sense that people did have ideas in mind, but I don't know, there weren't names thrown around and I mm -hmm. don't know whether they were just whether people were kind of hesitant to say, I know somebody, or I don't know. I think we, were, we were very focused on what is our concept? What are we trying to do? What is yeah. the goal of this? Um, and I also, I don't know how much people were hesitant to say like, I'm gonna put my friend forward for this, you know. Yeah. Um, I know the Systems Unlimited artists were really interested in being a part of this project until we settled on bus benches and like a metal work product project and they basically said like, well, that's not gonna work for our artists. But oh, you said woodworkers? No, metal work. The, the Systems Unlimited was really interested. The, the Systems Unlimited artists were really interested in being a part of the project. But then once we determined we were doing bus benches, which generally have to be a metal product, that's beyond the scope of most of the Systems Unlimited artists. They, they were interested in painting, I think, right? Yeah, they were yeah. Or, or, or I think like mural work or, or uh, mosaic work or yeah. things like that. But. Um, it could be plastic though too, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be metal. You can do very cool color plastic. I, I'm not the visual artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's a great role for a mentor, right? Yeah, there. to say yeah. what say, materials oh, could work yeah. and would last. And yeah. Unfortunately, plastic lasts a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm kind of hearing that um, the RFQ switch from being one for artists to one for men for the mentor, and that it, um, we rejigger the budget. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wondering, does it really need to be an RFQ? Could it just be identify? I think we would need to make an RFQ, and then if people on the committee have names, I would ha I would recommend they they have those people submit. Sure. I'm just wondering if it's. Yeah, like if it's one, I love the concept of the mentor and, and the placement. I love the whole idea of this project, and I, I would wish it could be two, too. Um, I just wonder, like, at that point, if you're making it one project and you're putting the RFQ out for a mentor, it's almost like they would just do it, you know, if they have the expertise. And um, so, I don't know. That if It gets fuzzy to me when it's... I'm kind of wondering how we go about selecting the mentor and if we need to develop criteria for that. We have an RFQ, it would include the criteria, I would imagine, right? Isn't that part of yeah, our RFQs already ask for, you know, your um, state, your artist statement, your um, background, what uh, similar experience you have for a project like this, that kind of thing. Um, so I think an RFQ could be could be tweaked to 
um, you know, call for mentor candidates. But I mean, yeah, if that's important, I could see crafting an RFQ to, to lay out this whole concept. And maybe it is still two benches. You just scale it back to, and they help the applicants. Or, you know, maybe they could propose a $10,000 bench or a $5,000 bench. And it's just like, and then the, the committee kind of decides what's the right application of the resources. I don't know. I, I feel like the, there is a role for the mentor to help, like, in, in the submission process. To help people, yeah, the like artists. That. So, if you, yeah, to me, it, it's starting to make sense to me to, to try to get a mentor to sign up for this process. It's, it kind of delays delays it all a We're bit. Not in but, a hurry. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so <laughs> to recap, I'm hearing that um, we should approach the RFP um, to select uh, a mentor first. We should we should probably uh, work with that with who whatever mentor is selected. I would think to help us determine how the $12,000 budget is distributed, although we do need to provide a stipend. Well, we need to establish what part of it is going to fail. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like we could probably work together on crafting that, yeah. and then at our next meeting, revisit the RFQ and the process for moving forward on it, if that sounds right. I just don't think we're close enough to make more progress on that yet. Does that sound good? That sounds good. I just might not be at your next meeting. <laughs> we could probably do, oh, okay, here. Yeah, just looking at if your first Thursday yeah. of the month, there's a possibility I'll be busy that week. Okay. Okay, so we can, so we can get some work done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a few things. Um, does that sound good? Okay. All right. Thank you. I want to. I appreciate because this is exactly the kind of guidance that we were hoping to get from y'all in terms of like, okay, here's our weird dream project that we cobbled together out of whole cloth. You know, what does it sound like to outsiders who aren't in this weird bubble that we put ourselves in? So, thank you. Can you remind me how the twelve thousand came to be? Was that a number that we just, as a committee? put together or like oh I think it goes back was to it <laughs> I can't say exactly but I think it goes back a couple of years to when the South District did their own mural paid for uh -huh. um, the mural on the on the uh, you know backside of the Pepperwood Plaza building um, and and I'm not sure how 12,000 got I have in Marsha you have something in there yeah and I think uh, public art funds did help pay for that mural. So this we, is we had a grant for that that we gave them. So the, the Neighborhood Art Program, a project that was funded for several years in the earlier years of the Public Art Project Program and resurrected two years ago, allocating funded to the Lucas Farms neighborhood. Um, 
Uh, it does not say where the number came up with, came from, though. It recommended the funding to be offered to the South District to create art in your neighborhood, providing a budget of $12,000. Cool. So that's, we probably have that ongoing, if it's part of the neighborhood art program, that South District could apply again, do another bus stop next year, you know, or whatever, bus stop, bus bench. I don't know if it's an application. That's the thing. We didn't apply. We yeah. didn't ask for it. I think it's <laughs> kind of been moved to different neighborhoods. Yeah. That's funny. I thought there was a I I thought there was a request from the South District neighborhood. <laughs> We're just like I mean, not that I guess this. Didn't even know this was a thing. Not to waste so. time, but no. There, I mean, there was with the uh, with the mural. Oh, I remember okay. and yeah. distinctly that application, yeah, but I. But I can't say if there's has I can't remember any any other um, requests coming through except for funding for the so mural. That was the, the, the mural was three years ago. This was October of 2021. Yeah. Hmm. I remember bringing back the neighborhood art program, but I don't remember how we decided which neighborhood. But I'm also not sure we've it's been resurrected long enough for us to have sort of a real process pattern, you know, or high demand from you know seven neighborhoods and we have you know right funding for one it seems it just seems very casual right now just as it is resurrected so. if i remember no i mean i guess this is beating a dead horse but if i remember correctly marcia not to put words in Mar our beloved marcia's mouth but i remember marcia indicating that like south side was like really gung-ho had a new group of people were really excited about opportunities yeah. we should put the money there which i'm happy to i'm happy that we are um, I totally believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that feels like that's probably how that went. And it feels like the neighborhood art programs has been like, hey, somebody inquired, hey, another neighborhood has inquired, hey, you know, it's not. Yeah, we could probably formalize it a bit to make it fair and let other people apply, but. And I, I don't love, believe it's I, a separate program. It's just part of our budget, of the that's what I mean. public art yeah. committee's budget. And so it could be allocated differently each. Right. right, which then is like, what is the process or how do we want to allocate that? And then it could be maybe a, there's this RF money this year and then. Or something from neighborhoods. I've just realized that the money I put in the parking meter has run out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you might, we all need anything else from. No, I think we'll we'll be in touch about redoing right. the yeah, you and I. RFP. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank yes. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for coming. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, are there any other staff reports? No, I was gonna um, send along. We still are two uh, committee members short, and uh, both of them need to fill uh, art and design professional slots. So I thought what I would do is send the link to everybody and you can forward them to your friends, the link to apply that is. Yeah. Um, forward them to your uh, friends and other professionals who you think might, might make good additions to the committee. Cool. But that is all I had. So could I inquire with you later if a particular person did apply and just was not accepted? Yes, you may. <laughs> In the sense that I'm like, I, I did send it to someone before they seemed interested. I just want to know about follow through because I may harass them again, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, there were two applications for uh, the seat that Anita has now, the same seat, um, which interestingly 
wasn't for the art or design professional seat and the city clerk couldn't re-slot them because of the way the application was. So um, the silly. one person in that case, because <laughs> it was for an large, the other in that large seat, the other person was not selected. So if they're a design professional, right, yeah. they certainly could uh, reapply. I, will just, I just want to give the person a nudge if they had not applied, but if they did and were not accepted, I'm not, you know, I won't nudge them again for now. Okay. That's all. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Motion to adjourn? Somebody? Motion to adjourn. I stole it from Ron. That's <laughs> <laughs> only his job. Need a second. I'll second. All right, all in favor? Aye. 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 Thanks, everybody.